Hello and welcome to Bluebells Forever, a podcast with interviews of Bluebell dancers past and present. Join Sherry Lewis, a Bluebell herself, as she leads us on a journey through story and experience. And now here's Sherry. Thank you for listening to Bluebells Forever podcast. This episode coming up with Christopher Renfer was meant to be for the circle back for the patrons only, but it was so good I wanted to share it with everyone. But the circle back episodes are for the patrons, so the way you become a patron is by subscribing and pledging $5, $10, $20, $25, or $50 a month just to help with the work of Bluebells, but also get some really fun bonus content. The circle back interviews are going back to some of the people I've interviewed earlier to hear more of their story, to go a little bit deeper, and to hear what they're up to now. Also, we have Happy Hour with Ann and Sherry, which is a new addition to the Patreon, and that is for the $20 and up. And those are five-minute cocktail happy hours with Ann Green and myself, where we drink wine and just ask questions and share about our showbiz days. So those are super fun and a, a little perk for Patreon. So the way you can find more about that is patreon.com backslash bluebells forever pod and that is in the show notes so if you can you want to link it directly you can go there and be a supporter of bluebells forever and help with the continuation of the work thank you for listening and enjoy this upcoming interview with christopher Rimfern. so i am i can't tell you how excited i am to have you back christopher um the part two is is fun because we've already had a conversation i've been thinking about you i've listened to the interviews a few times just because I really enjoy them and I hear more when I listen and sometimes when I'm like recording and I hear other things and then I like to listen to it to know okay we're going to connect so I want to like be fresh in my story and you kind of you had all this wonderful hope and vision and it kind of almost left this hanging suspense like oh, I have to come back because I have to hear where he went with this so I hope people go back and listen to the first one and the circle back is fun because we've had the conversation, we get to go further, but I feel like, you know, there's more of a heart connection and it also op- opens up more opportunities than just the first part, which is like, here's how I got here. Here's what I did. Here's what I'm doing now. It gets to expand you as a person and your desire and your, and your uniqueness. Um, but I'm listening to what we said before we recorded and I'm realizing this will be the circle back, which is only for patrons, but I really think I need to put this on the regular one because this is too good for only four people to hear. <laughs> not, not that not that everybody else's is not important, but I I really excited where this is going to go because I think you'll explain who this is for and why. But I'm also thinking of my dance studio of people that have been called out because of Black Lives Matter. Like, do you know your history with dance? And like, and even in the hip hop community, we had people of color with conversations. They don't. Nobody agrees on the same thing. We're all very different. But it was Jeez. like the education kind of only goes back. 10 years, 20 years, maybe to the seventies for, for hip hop. But like, what do you know about Josephine Baker? Like all of us are sorely lacking in education. Like we kind of focus on the things that we do. Like you might know your ballet history, you might know your hip hop, but there is something of what you got me so excited about. Like everyone needs to hear this. All performers need to hear this because we, if we don't know where we came from, it, it doesn't change anything. We're just so used to it. And then you do this wonderful thing of looking back with history, but you, the thing that inspired me the most is how you reimagine. And Mm. some of us just need someone to paint a tiny, even a tiny bit of a picture for us to go, oh, okay, yes. And then the picture that gets bigger and more hopeful, more beautiful, like, 
yes. Oh my gosh. This is, we, we've not been very creative in, in imagining the future. I think sometimes we just kind of get caught in the wave and like, well, look what we're doing now. We don't have yeah. any idea how we got there. Or <laughs> is there actually an intention for where we go next instead of just caught up in what the norms or the, whatever the culture is saying. And sometimes the culture is telling us a bunch of crap. True. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> why, why would we ride that wave? So I had to gush because I really, uh, you're so inspiring. And oh, um, so I just look, yeah, we were recording no, before we were recording, you were saying such good things. I had to go, wait, wait, let's just start recording because I want to make sure I catch all the passion and all that that's coming up <laughs> and uh, just kind of let you go with this. So first welcome. And last time you were in Amsterdam and I remember your parents were behind you making, <laughs> I was like, hi mom and dad. And then now yes. you're back in Paris. So even like yes, your life is in a different place too. And here also when the context, when we recorded, it was a little over a year ago and it was right maybe a week after the George Floyd murder in United States. And when I'm talking to you, like I'm in Seattle, like not too far from me is where the protests were happening. And I've met several black friends that were out protesting friends from our studio. And like, we were, I think as a studio with a lot of people of color in the studio, we were yeah. just like, Oh, we can't just be bystanders in this. This is our community. And it, even if it wasn't our community, we should care. But yes. when I talked to you with that context of what I was feeling really aware of and then to talk to you and go oh my gosh the timing the heart and then you just like I feel like sometimes bringing these subjects up people kind of want to go around the outside edge of it and not so sure yeah. like I don't know you and yeah. I know you I'm not I'm expecting you to lay your heart bare for a total stranger or for people yeah. listening but I did feel like you offered up something that was really unique and for for us to just go listen to this heart this is like the stories we need to be hearing so Welcome. That was the longest inter introduction. Yeah. <laughs> and now our time is up. Goodbye. No, <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to turn it over to you to just maybe tell where you are and um, in your physical location, but also in your career, but even the things of where you are, like in your growth, yes. because we would like COVID has been a teacher like it or not. Absolutely. It's been, it's been very hard. I think, um, as I said in my previous interview, I'm a very positive person. Um, I, I, see, I see the potential in everything. So when COVID hit, it was very tough for me um, because it was such an adjustment. You, find, you all of a sudden I had to realize, wait a minute, everything is going to change. And you're questioning if it's going to change you because you have this, this, this look outlook on life and you don't want to lose that because this is something that makes you special and unique, I think. Um, so I had a very, very hard time with COVID. And uh, when I was back home, it was wonderful and really great to be with my family and to have that quality time with them. Because when you are abroad, you have those phone conversations and the videos calls, but it's not quite the same as being there in person and having those conversations. And um, with the Black Lives Matter movement, it was another, um, another like, like slapping your face basically and say in really making you focus 
on what is important in your life? What was most important? Because you're so focused on your career. Well, I, I was very focused on my career and very focused on I want to dance and I want to achieve my goals and my dreams. And now it was a setback and be and, and you had to sit down and you had to face the struggles in life. Um, and that really helped me. It really helped me uh, to, to grow as an individual. Um, and it also made me realize I had to speak up because I'm always a person that was just following the rules, um, speaking with two words, making sure that everyone was always going to be okay. And um, I'm, I like to, I'm, I'm a host. I like to care for people. I like to make sure that everyone is okay, but I also want to make sure that I represent myself well. And I know that I have to work twice as hard as, as some of my other colleagues or peers. So I was always this like groomed almost robot of like, okay, I'm going to do what I have to do. And, uh, and this is how I have to represent myself because otherwise um, I'm gonna fall in a stereotype and that's not what I want. Um, so it really changed me and it really made me realize what I have to say is important and, and people are willing to listen. And um, so I started talking, I started sharing my stories and, and uh, that was actually quite healing for me myself as well because I didn't quite realize that picture that I was, was portraying of what I was, what I was trained to be from a young age. Um, now all of a sudden I could kind of like draw outside of the lines and, and actually could kind of just like get rid of that frame and say, I am now a fully realized person and I'm walking in the world instead of being this picture on a, on, on, on a portrait or on, on, on a canvas. And had, I had to move and I had to speak and act in a certain way. And then now I could just been, I could reflect and look back of my, at my life and say, this is what I thought I had to be, but this is what I wanna be. And this mm-hmm. is maybe what the world needs to see um, because there's so many young, black kids, like black boys, black girls that maybe will hear the story or will, will relate to, to my story. Um, so I ran with that. And um, I think I, I, when I decided to go back to Paris, um, that was in April, no, when was it? April, March, March, April, um, the Lido had another opportunity for me that we're doing now a lot of promotional, promotional, promotional work. Wow. And uh, <laughs> photo shoots and video shoots. So uh, they called us in and they said, if you are, uh, if you are available, would you be able to, to, to do this photo shoot, video shoot? So um, we're doing uh, the Lido Academy now, what I, uh, I am part of, what is really fun. So we are teaching, um, the the public online um to how to do your makeup how to be showgirl um you know all these workshops dancing training working out all of these kind of things what is really fun um and then i also during this time during the covid time i also um started a company called cabaret diversity network um with uh, my colleague and the co-founder uh hilary sukunos and that really, I really went to a different direction because at first I was very focused on my career. I wanted to dance and I wanted to be the best I could be. And then I started reflecting and thinking, 
I want to give back to community. I am I, like, there are so many artists of color that, that have paved the way for me in order for me to stand here right now from, for, in order for me to go to that first edition and go into a dance school and, and be accepted. There were so many before me. I wasn't the first one. It was hard, but actually those people that paved the way actually had, they had to do the hard work. Um, so our company is heavily inspired by Josephine Baker. Josephine Baker, um, if some people are not familiar with her, she changed the world of cabaret. The, the world of cabaret we know today is because of this extraordinary talented black woman um, that turned France upside down um, and Europe. Um, she came from America and she was basically yeah, a bit, she was pushed out. She was not accepted. In this time, we're talking about the 20s, the 30s, it was, uh, America was very segregated and, and she came to, to Paris and she was accepted for who she was. She was celebrated for who she was. And um, so in the 20s, early 30s, she became this phenomenal. She had this banana skirt dress and she danced her heart out. And, and she did it a very, with a very comedic, comedic route. She was very comedic and very funny. Um, and then she evolved and developed and became this superstar. So she's a dancer, a renowned dancer and um, singer, actress. She was in the first major motion picture, uh, the first black woman uh, in 1927. So she's actually our first superstar. Um, and then afterwards, she became a civil rights activist. She was a spy and um, she served in the Second World War and was a pilot. Uh, she got many achievements. So this lady is not just, just a lady. This, 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 this woman is so incredible. And, and she's our great inspiration. And um, with this company, we're trying to create awareness for the leg of diversity in the world of cabaret. Uh, we're really here, our mission is to nourish, to celebrate and to support the legacy of diversity on the stages worldwide. Um, and what we started to do is we created a platform where we are on Instagram and we have our website. Now, um, we wanted to inform, we wanted to, this was our, mo our main focus to inform and educate. So we have been talking to uh, many cabarets, very, very focused on, on, on France, but we're also um, in, uh, we also started contacting and having these beautiful conversations with schools in India, Brazil, Holland, England, America, um, starting these conversations of what could we do in order to make uh, dancers with, 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 from different uh, cultures, different ethnicities, different backgrounds, interested in dance, and if they're interested in dance, make them more aware of what the world has to offer. Um, and why is it that we don't have as many diverse, as many diverse dancers on stages right now? Because when we look back, especially in France, in the from the 30s on, so let's say 50s, 60s, well even 70s, 80s there was a boom 
there was this explosion of diversity. There were all of these incredibly talented uh, artists from, from different places in the world, um, Asian, um, Black, um, Persian, uh, Arabic. Like it was just, there was, there was no, uh, it was just, there were no boundaries. It was freedom, it was celebration. Um, and I think that we could go back to that place because especially in the world of cabaret, this is what cabaret has always been about. It is, cabaret is about innovating, about uh, pushing boundaries, about um, the, the future, fantasy. Um, and if you look at fashion in the cabaret, if you look at um, artistry, if you look at um, music, all the pop culture is heavily influenced by cabaret. Um, if you have your current stars like Rihanna and Beyonce and, and Ariana Grande and all of those, those, those big stars of today, they all have influences from this era, this, this 30s up until till the, the 90s. They, 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 they have taken inspiration from the big stars like Josephine Baker um, and uh, and I think it's time for us to build a, a community and a greater awareness of what cabaret really is. Cabaret is entertainment, it's burlesque, it's, it's uh, comedy, it's um, live music. Uh, but basically cabaret is, takes always place in a theater or, uh, or on a stage where people are seated and have a, a luxury meal and there's live entertainment. And, and how you want to feel that in is, is, is very diverse. Again, it, it's, it's very, there's a variety in, in, in what cabaret is. And, and, and um, I think that our mission now is to create awareness of what cabaret is and to bring back the diversity because there's there, there there so many, many, many um, diverse artists. So what we've been doing is, is one, we've been talking to, to companies like Crazy Horse, Lido de Paris, uh, um, Moulin Rouge, uh, Paris de Latin, um, and, uh, and schools and um, studios and asking them these questions of, what is your opinion about diversity? Would you like to have more diversity in your studios, in your schools, on your stages? Um, and then if the answer is yes, well, let's do something about it. So then we've been talking with artists and we've been working with artists that um, are successful in the world of cabaret or very successful in the ballet world, in the contemporary world. Um, and we wanted, we wanted to bring them and introduce them to the cabaret world. We have done that. We've been working with a number of artists and we've done our first photo shoot. Our, the results will be, will be out soon. It was an incredible day working with all of these, these super talented artists. Um, we have also been, um, we've created our first performance, I choreographed um, a homage to Josephine Baker. It was in front of the Pantheon. Is that the one you sent me? Yes. Okay, because I wanted to come back to, that was amazing. And that there's a Thank Josephine you. Baker day, so. Yes. Okay, because that was so well done. Okay, sorry, I got really excited because I go, I saw that and I'm like, 
I wanted to come back to that because we need the visual. Whoever did her, that, the, her, who performed that was amazing. Okay, keep going because I was yeah. really, really wonderful. I wanted, I shared it. And I wish more people, I'm going to reshare it. Shanice Sloan is such an incredible artist. She's American and, uh, and French, French, French American. Um, she's such an incredible artist. She's dancing on the stage of, of Crazy Horse. Uh, so she will be back in September. So come and see her. Um, you, uh, she is she is such a, a dream to work with. Um, we did this performance because there is a possibility that Josephine Baker will be resting in the Pantheon. She will be the first Black woman to be buried in the Pantheon. Um, so that will be really, really beautiful. And um, there's a petition and we did this for the petition. Um, and the numbers are, are, are rising. It's, it might be the biggest petition number, the, the highest number of petitions in France. Uh, so we, we might break a record if, if, it, if you know, fingers crossed. Um, and we have had a lot of, lot of great response. We're, we're also going to be featured in two different magazines uh, next month, what is very, very exciting. Um, so things are going really well for us. Um, we're trying to stay true to our, uh, our mission and our message because this is really coming from our hearts. This is something that is so close to my heart. It's, it's something that I, whenever I auditioned and whenever I was part of, of a company or in school even, um, my biggest, um, what makes me really sad, I think, when I look around in a studio, when I'm in, in a company or when I, when, I, when I watch a performance and I don't see a lot of representation, the lack of representation, it is, it is just something that is so important. I think that if you are, are, are the minority, um, it is something that, something that you, you must be aware of. Um, and, and, and you, you go to a performance and, and, and if you don't see a lot of diversity, it, it, it is, it's tough because I have the feeling like if I, if I see this young girl in the audience or a young boy in the audience and, and he cannot or she cannot really relate or she cannot see herself in one of the dancers, I think we failed as, mm. as, as a company because I mean, that, that is so important to me. Like when I watch TV, I think this is the biggest problem. When you watch TV, you, you, you see what you see should be a reflection of what is going on around you, especially locally. If you walk in Paris and you see all of these beautiful, diverse people, like it's just, a, a, it's just like a melting pot. And then when you go, to, when you see a performance or when you watch a, a commercial and you don't see a reflection of that, that means that there's something off in my, in my eyes. Um, and and uh, it's always been my passion to do something about that and to inspire the next generation and to, to have those conversations and say, go for your dreams. If I, if whenever I see a dancer 
of color in a studio, I always talk with them or on stage. I afterwards, I try to have a conversation with them and, and ask them, what is your story? And encourage them and say, wow, you were incredible. Um, keep on going. Um, we should connect, we should collaborate. And this is what we love to do in with our, our platform to connect these artists because you have all of these single like units like people you have all of, you have you have these soloists here and there in these different uh, different companies but they don't have we are not part of a community yet it's not that we're actually having conversations about what is going on what is what is not so not so nice uh, on stage or the way we're, we've been treated or um the road towards this this platform we're on right now, we don't have these conversations um, and we don't uplift each other either. So if something happens, it is good that we have Cabaret Diversity Network now because we can do something about it. Well, at least we try, at least we start yeah. these conversations. So it's really, it's really uh, a community, community building. Um, we're trying to reach out out of our comfort zone because even, you have to realize even when you are on the outside, I, I, I feel like I'm an outsider. Sometimes you are still in an inner circle, in the inner ring, because there is another circle and another circle. It has also to do with class. It has also to do with sexuality. There are so many circles in that circle. So yeah. when you think you are not in the inner circle and you think you're in the outer circle, actually, when you look around or look back, you realize that there are so many more circles that you actually you know, you're not part of because you're quite um, fortunate, you're fortunate and you're privileged to be in that circle that you are. So we're really trying to reach out out of, out of our comfort zone and, and to um, talk with people that maybe are having an even harder time than, than me, than Hillary, than, 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 uh, than the artists that we're working right now, working with right now. We would love to see a transgender performer on the stages of Cabaret. It would be just beautiful. And on top of that, the beautiful thing is drag queens, transgender uh, performers, artists have been part of the Cabaret world. Cabaret is all, has been this place where Nothing is off limits, nothing is strange, nothing is bizarre, everything is accepted. Um, we, we are the outsiders, we are the weirdos, but that <laughs> makes us so cool and so, so amazing and glamorous because glamour comes with a lot of pain and, and heartache because you know all of these superstars and artists we look at, look up to and when you see this, these, these beautiful figures on stage, they have all lived a life and they've all had their heartache. And, you know, especially in, in the, the showgirl world, the girls, if we're talking about females, girls, they are the tall, very tall girls, right? They're very tall mm -hmm. and statuesque. And actually in high school, primary school, they've been bullied because they were super tall. So they were not part of the mainstream. They were the, the, the odd ones out. Even if they were go they're gorgeous now, they're these beautiful swans. But actually, they were 
the, the weirdos when they grew mm-hmm. up and then they became these beautiful butterflies. So everyone has their story. And I think that um, a misconception about what we do is um, a lot of uh, uh, French or uh, white Americans or um, white English people, they, they come up to us and say, well, we cannot be part of your platform because I'm white. And we say, no, absolutely not. This is not what we are about. We are, we are here to uplift diversity and we want to create awareness for the lack of diversity but we celebrate everyone we celebrate you because we want to know your story and we want to share your story everyone is important and everyone is unique and special in their own way um, so it doesn't it, do, it, it we are not a, an, an exclusive we are very inclusive we want to include mm. everyone uh, to be part of that conversation. Um, and um, yeah, we want to give everyone a seat at the table and hopefully we're going to have this massive round table where we're all sitting on and we're, we're all having these beautiful conversations and, and then we're going to have a party on top of the table one day when, oh when, things, <laughs> when things get a bit, um, when things get a bit better with, with the COVID restrictions. Um, Can I ask I a, qu- I, a question? And I know, because I, when the pre-interview, we said something, and I, you're probably heading there anyway, but I'm also thinking the last time we talked about a lot of the reasons are like, why are there no people of color? Well, they don't audition. And then you're mm-hmm. like, well, why don't they audition? And so mm-hmm. I love that you took that in a way like reimagining because I think like, well, we have the auditions, but no one comes. Mm-hmm, but then mm-hmm. you said there's a reason they don't come. And also, and- like you said, if there is a Black dancer or singer in the show, they are featured, but in the chorus, it doesn't match. The yeah. skin tone of the time. I mean, there, there are these reasons that when you have to t- take time to think about it, well, that doesn't really make any sense. And I think how you did it was when people feel like, oh, no, I'm doing something bad, then they shirk. And I mean, that's terrible how fragile we are. <laughs> but you but you do this thing of like, well, imagine this. And I got so emotional when you were saying, imagine the most beautiful Chinese woman, the most beautiful Indian woman. And like, I got so excited that I'm like following. And when Hillary told me, because I interviewed you first, and then I think I did her a few weeks after, and she said, about diversity, Cabaret Diversity Network that I got so excited and that you were part of it. I'm like, this lack of imagination is really, you know, it's halting the arts in so many ways. You need someone to pick, to paint this picture bigger because you also said how you went out to the studios and said, come audition. You actually helped them get there because you're the bridge. Like, why would I audition? There's no black people in the show anyway, or my training is different or whatever. Like there's, there's a, a gap that needs to be like, no, this is a, a, this is a fix we can do. We can actually reimagine the, the piss, pissing me, the missing piece. <laughs> but also you talked about um, this beauty standard is like, when you say that a place is diverse, like look how diverse we have Australians and Americans and like, but it's all white. And I would love for you to talk about that of what is the assumed standard, even though I think when we see magazines and you see people of color so beautiful, we're seeing it other places. Yes. And you're seeing the beauty of diversity. It's it's so long in coming here. I mean, it's so sad that it's taken this long. Like when, like we have our first black, um, well, she's mixed, uh, Kamala Harris as a vice yes. president. It, we, we celebrate it, but then you go, why the hell did it take so long? And we know oh. the story. We know our history better now than people are paying attention. So we celebrate it. Then you go, wow, it took us this long. <laughs> yes. It, it is a very, it's a very interesting thing. And I think that um, I have learned so much 
during this time, and especially doing more research, reading more, um, having conversations with people. We had this amazing interview with a leading lady in 1979. She was um, a meneuse in um, Volibergère. Her name is Laurence Darby. Um, and to hear her story and, and hear these questions answered that we talked and discussed uh, our previous interview, this was happening then. <laughs> this was happening in the 80s. Um, and, and look where we are now, and we're still having these conversations, and we're still having these, these, these aha moments and, and these, 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 these uh, realization of like, well, if it already happened in the 80s, 90s, why did it not change? So this beautiful lady, um, she is from Algeria and um, had beautiful dark skinned like me, her dad. Uh, he's, a, he's a singer and an, and, 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 and an actor. And then her mom, French, um, she's a comedian. Um, so she comes from this very, very, uh, actually long line of, of, of artists. Her grandmother and her grandfather were also artists. So she comes from a, from a line, she's, she's this third generation. And then her son is also, is, is also a cabaret performer. So it's, it's really beautiful. Um, but to hear these conversations and her saying that um, it was hard for her to go to school and 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 get, go 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 to and take her ballet classes and her jazz classes and she didn't really want to dance because she had the feeling there were not that many dancers of color and but singing she had these these big examples like Diana Ross and uh, um, but she also loved um, I think Barbara Streisand was 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 one of her her her, her go tos uh, she loved these songs and she just wanted to be on stage and sing because she knew that when she would sing, when she opens her mouth, it doesn't, didn't matter what her, this, the color of her skin was, she was going to be heard. She wanted to be heard. Um, but yeah, the beauty standards, I think that there's something going on uh, in, in the cabaret world that we definitely need to look at. And that is the beauty standards now for cabaret is being skinny, tall, and basically white. Mm -hmm. This is basically what, what, what you, your biggest chance uh, getting into a cabaret and what, what the perspective, the idea that is ingrained in the, in, in my, in the minds of people is, is that. And I think that we need to try to find a way to introduce a new picture to what, the, what beauty is. And I think that when you ask people what beauty is, they might actually tell you like, well, beauty is, is, is in the eye of the beholder, basically. Um, <laughs> but then you have this audience, a wide variety of audience of all of these, these diverse and, and, and different people because it's very international, right? You have all of these artists, the tourists that come to see uh, these shows, not only in France, but also everywhere else in the world. And um, if it truly is in the eye of the beholder, then it means that beauty is a big variety. So we, 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 should, we should be a little bit more liberal in, in celebrating that and showing that. Um, 
And I think even when you have those come when we have those conversations, we had this uh, very interesting conversation with a, a ballet girl, um, dark skin like me, um, beautiful curly hair, and we started we had this conversation about how she paved her way in this tough world, um, being a darker skin ballerina. Um, and I realized then and there that we all have a long way to go still. Like everyone has their traumas and everyone has their, everyone is there on their own journey because where I am is not where my friend is or someone else or you or someone like it doesn't like this person I had this conversation with, she was in my opinion, still very hurt. Mm-hmm. And, and she had still very, she had this, this picture of what she had to be in order to be successful, even that she is already successful. She had this, this image that I thought was very toxic. I, I, I had to tell her, no, you are beautiful. No, your hair is beautiful. You you are exactly what you should be and what we have, what you, you, you are an example for all of those young artists that will come after you. So don't lose the spirit and don't lose the, the fire within you. Don't give up and don't think that you have to be something else or someone else in order to be successful because then you will portray this to the new generation and say, well, actually you should straighten your hair and you have to look a certain way and you have to, you need a lighter skin in order to be successful. That's not true. There are so many beautiful ballerinas uh, that with darker skin and, 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 and shorter hair, curly hair, or, um, and are successful. So um, that really made me realize that we have still, still a very long way to, to, to go. Um, and I think when we have conversations with people in power, people on the top, this is where we need to start. The people that actually can change things and they have to do the work. So what we started talking about with Cabarets is what do you wanna do in order to change the picture, the beauty standard picture? And we came to the conclusion of changing the poster a poster is very very important if you have a poster that celebrates diversity it will invite diversity Mm -hmm. into your into your auditions Um, when you start conversations with the diverse dancers you have in your company if you do have them ask them questions have a have a a a a dialogue and, and ask them what is their, what was their journey? How did they get where they are? And, and what could have been different? What can you do as a director? What can you do as a company to create a new reality? Um, what if you would change the panel up? You need in your, in, 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 um, your management and your leadership, you need to have diversity. Because when you have an, an, a different perspective, if you have a, a, um, a ballet mistress, a ballet master, a director, um, rehearsal director, or something like this off color, they might be able to give you a different 
point of view because you have this picture of this is what we need. It's a cabaret. This is what our show looks like. Well, this person can actually give you the, the tools to see a different picture because it is hard. It is very hard. Sometimes you just need to um, disassemble. You need to open mm -hmm. something up and put it back together again just to see how the structure is. And then you can change it up a little bit. But if you don't do that, if you're not willing to actually look at what you're selling or what you create, what you're creating on a daily basis, like on, on your, your shows, um, what you're providing, you need, to, you need to question yourself. So this is what we've been doing. We've been having these tough conversations with them. Um, and, and, and hopefully things are going to change. So especially with the audition <laughs> season uh, coming up, when you have these diverse dancers coming into your auditions, and when, you do, when they do get hired, how are you going to make sure you're going to keep them? And mm that you treat them in the right way because as well, human resources, if you talk with somebody in human resources about your job, about how you feel, um, who is this person you're sitting, uh, in, um, sitting in front of? Is this person going to be able to relate to your problems? So there are a lot of things that we have to talk about and talk about and think about and need to be tweaked because um, there are some things that, tough questions that you have to ask yourself. What if you would have a, a transgender artist in your, in, in your show? What does that mean? How, what does an artist need? Well, if you're just a normal, if you're not normal, if you're just an artist, you need certain, you need certain things. But if you are, if you feel different or if you're treated different, how can we make sure that you feel included and that you feel like you have, you can share your story and you can be who you are. You know, if you are, are non-binary, you don't want to be, uh, you don't want to be spoken to as him or her. So pronouns are very important. How are you going to have conversations with, with you need to educate yourself, basically. It's all, it starts with education. So we were trying to, we're trying to educate ourselves and then, and pass it on and have those conversations. Uh, we don't know it all. I don't know it all. Um, but together we can, mm. we can get really, we can get far. We can get to a place where, inclusion becomes the, pr the primary, like the priority, instead of my, my, the standards. You need to be technical, you need ballet technique, jazz technique, you need to be able to walk on heels for the girls. Guys need to be strong and masculine and you need to dance masculine. And what does that mean? Why mm. can a girl not be more like a bit masculine or be a tomboy? Uh, could she be in a cabaret? Why not? A guy that is more feminine, why couldn't he be in a cabaret? There are so many um, cabarets, there are so many uh, companies where that is featured. And especially in the world of cabaret, we have always been celebrating diversity and and, and variety in, in what we are and what we do. And again, as well, if you think about who have been, who've been choreographing these, these pieces, let's talk about Moulin Rouge. Femme, Femme, Femme has been choreographed by- um, Billy Goodson. 
No, wait, no, he's after. He's after. So sorry. Uh, Billy Goodson is is is. Uh, he's formidable and the formidable and, and yeah, exactly and and um, Ferry <laughs> right now. Uh, Larry, Larry. Oh gosh. Oh man, how can I forget this? It's not Vickers. Uh, it's so she's look. Ah, oh my gosh. Well, that now <laughs> is terrible. Um, Vixen. Larry not Vicker, not Vicker. It is Vicker. Because we're gonna have it. We're having yeah. an interview soon yes, with him. Yes, okay. Yes. Okay. Course. Good. Yes. We will get. We'll get that name right. before. <laughs> he choreographed. He choreographed. Fem, fem, fem. Um, a black American guy. You know, and then we go into Formidable and 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 uh, Fieri, also a black American guy. Then we then we must ask ourselves ourselves we it is very in it's we are very diverse right we we have choreographers we have lead singers dancers you know artists of color in all these cabarets but why now when we're looking at in these last 10 years 20 years even maybe more <laughs> um there's such a lack of diversity. So something went, something happened. Mm. Something happened. Something happened. Well, starting with Josephine Baker, when you start with that and you go, wait, how did it start with this and go away? And now we're trying to come back to what was the original. Yes. Like that so, gap now makes it seems so bizarre that there is yes. a, when it starts with somebody like her that turns it upside down. Like, yeah, there's, Exactly. Okay, so I, I'm not sure where you're coming, how yeah. what you come to, because so, that's like that's a huge quandary. Like how where yeah, did but, it drop? But, this, but, but this is very this is I think a, a conversation that is so important because people are not aware of it. Because when you uh, when you study something, um, history is always so important, right? Uh, no matter what it is, if it's like, you know, you, history, just in general, period. When you are going to study fashion, you need to learn about your, your fashion history. When you learn, when you learn da dance, you're going to study dance. You have your dance history. History is always in music history. If you know what came before you, you can actually create something new. Because otherwise, you don't know what, it, what happened. What has been yeah. created already? And then you can use these references from it. So what we want to do, what, what I want to do is, I think it's just, it's just so important to pay homage to the, to, to the history of what came before us and, 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 and give them that, that platform and give them a voice because um, also, me and Haley, we are talking about creating Wikipedia pages for these some of the artists, artists that have been. There are legends in the in the world of cabaret, but people they don't even have a Wikipedia page, so people don't cannot even look them up. So we're looking we're looking into that now, and um, it would be just so incredible to get to to organize that, and so that people can actually go on Wikipedia and say, all right. You know, who is Wasabi? Wasabi is this incredible uh, artist that danced for Moulin Rouge. She's a leading lady um, from Brazil. She, she, they flew her over from Brazil to, 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 uh, to dance and sing in Formidable. And uh, she's just so incredible. And, and there are so many more of her. And, 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 and we, 
it's such a pity that you cannot find them if you look for them. Well, you look if you look for them, you have to look very hard. You can yeah. you can find them, but uh, it's not so accessible. So we want to make uh, we want to make the history of cabaret a little bit more accessible, um, and start conversations with the current generation of cabaret artists, and then we want to build a community, and then we want to inspire the next generation. So this is really what we want to mm. do. And this is what we're basically doing right now. It's so, it's so exciting. And I think I say this all the time. I'm a very visual person. So when you were talking about the circle, the inner yes. circle, the outer circle, yes. Yes. and then I pictured like, okay, you can all come in the inner circle. Like that doesn't mm-hmm. just like come in like with, yeah, you're welcome now without any change of who's in the circle to make it well. And I thought of, this is a weird image, but like oil and water, if you've got water and you've got mm. oil, they kind of make circles. And if you say, come in here, it just like divides the yes. circle because- <laughs> But it's like, how do you actually welcome intentionally with doing the work and the heart and how much story matters? Sorry, that visual just like, yeah, we're welcome. But without like you can be on our poster because I think how you did is very different than I see, like even in the white church in America trying to do their work. But like, oh, we have a black person in our in our picture of 30 people. There's one black person. So we did it. We're good now. It's like, no, you actually brought them into this circle and everybody go and nobody knows how to react because we're already very sensitive this last year. Yeah. So we go to, you know, defensiveness or numb and this like the education on how you welcome somebody into the circle, but you have That's to know so important. your history, not just the, yeah. yeah like, and, and I think that how in our first but, interview, you said like how you kind of had to really smile more because you yes. don't want people to be like, and even how we started the interview, I felt like this is how I do it. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, what if you didn't have to do that? What if you could create from your heart instead of like, I need to make sure you're okay so, because there's a lot at, at stake for you to just show like more of your passion and yeah. where things are wrong, it, if because it, it feels like a threat to you and people feel threatened and it's like, so it's a very delicate thing, but the work that you've done oh. and to be able to reimagine because it's, it, there's such a long, long history and like how you said, like we, we were talking before we recorded, we could never imagine wearing masks for this long. We thought it was a few yeah. weeks. Look what we're able to do. Yes. And what we are, and I think that we, when we talk about it, it really made it a more awareness about race. It's like, oh, well, this is just how things have been. Like yep. we adapted to other things this year quite well. Yep, we have, <laughs> we have, exactly. But there is more, I don't know, I think the fear and I think the people that are, especially white people are doing their work around it, understanding black history, but also we need to know our history. Yeah. I've been doing a lot around white evangelical. Like that's what I mm-hmm. was steeped in and realizing, oh my gosh, that's affected. It's patriotism. It's misogyny. Yeah. It's racism. It's xenophobia. It's everything. And yeah. I am owning that I came out of that world and I'm needing to know black history, but I'm understanding my white history in a way that it's like, holy crap, this is what we have been swimming in. So to just yeah. not do the work of because cabaret i think arts are though always that great inline to help us reimagine you see movies and you go oh that's possible so yeah. what you're doing is is so beautiful and i hope it's a call for all of us to look at like what 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 have and not to go to defensiveness and not to just say this yeah. is too much because we have done a lot this year that we never thought we could do yeah, exactly. <laughs> go without going to a bar for a year for some people exactly. yes. it's like we are capable of so much more and I think it's when we start to look at the benefit of yeah. like all the extra voices that come in make it richer like if I'm hearing the same story from five of my friends that have lived basically the same life mm-hmm. you know that's that's fun like yes we get each other but like that's not 
interesting very long. <laughs> so yeah. I'm sorry, I just got all excited about the no, oil but, bubbles but the, of like making it something way more beautiful. More, but that's the interesting thing. I think we should try to push ourselves to have conversations with people that have a, the opposite life of, of lives of what we have, because that is interesting. It's interesting to learn something about someone that is living in a different community, in a different circle. And this is very hard because then you realize it's even like, I'm privileged in so many ways. I, I don't look at people and say, oh, you are very privileged and you get everything that I don't get. This is just petty and this is not going to help you. But I do look at people and, and think, okay, you have, been, you have been raised in a certain way. You've been raised in the circle, class. Um, then your race has an influence, your interests, what are you exposed to? But then I look at my circle and I look at what I've been exposed to and all the, like the privilege I have as a man um, is, is already something to look, look at. And then you look at other people outside of your circle and you have conversations with them and you think, wow, I was not aware of this. But having those conversations and then doing your research about it is going to help you become this multi-diverse human being. We're all human beings and we all have flaws and we all do things wrong, but we just have to do the work. We have to do the work. And, and especially with the work that we're trying to do is, um, I have so many conversations these days. And, I, and when you have conversations about asking, inviting this person into your circle or into this circle that you wanna see expand or wanna see blur the lines and that the, the water and the oil mixing and becoming one. You also have to realize having that conversation with this girl, what I talked about earlier, and also two other girls I talked about that were very adamant. Um, one is a, a French model. One is a, uh, a black artist that were saying, I'm not sure if I want the circle, the inner circle to change because it is my aspiration, it's my dream to be in this circle. And when this circle widens up or becomes um, this, this adequate or these, these, these the rules, this very, in this very like elite invitation that you need mm -hmm. to get in order to get into the inner circle, like being a billionaire, the billionaire club, let's say this, the billionaire club. If the billionaire club changes so much, is it then still the billionaire club? This is their question. This is this was their question. And I said, it would be just so sad if we cannot reimagine this inner circle changing. Because this inner circle has changed so much already from where it was till where it's now. Like if we're talking about you know, 1900s or just 1920 to 1910, 1920, until now. 2020 so much has changed value mm. money um you know it, it is just it's just it's just a very very different thing um we were definitely we were talking more about 
this this elite world of the dance world, right? Skinny, tall, beautiful technique, beautiful. You you have this you have this aesthetic of what we need to be in order to be successful to be in this inner circle. Um, and I think that it is very healthy to open that up and to change it up. In the modeling world, you have plus size models and you have more diversity now. And yes, you have this fine line of like, well, most black girls had short hair because most hairstylists didn't know how to deal with black mm -hmm. women hair. So it was just like, chop it all off, beautiful. You show off your beautiful features, your cheekbones and, and, and call it a day and that's it. Now there's more diversity and variety in 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 and the, the beauty and the, the 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 history of black female hair is just incredible. I'm very inspired, and um, we are going to do a photo shoot in the future, hopefully soon, that will feature um, black hair um, and hair is something that has been celebrated in the world of cabaret a mm. lot. But black hair has not been featured so much. Mm. Um, and I did my research. I, I got very, very inspired to see these hairstyles from Congo and from Eritrea and from South Africa and from these African hairstyles are just so incredible. And I actually dabbled a little bit in the creating of, of, of these headpieces with jewelry and, and hair and I'm very excited to show off my, my creations in the future. Um, and I think that we need to realize because we always imagine these, these foreign, basically foreign ideas, these foreign tableaus, India and, and China and Japan, and you know, all these, these, these tableaus that were, were, were Asian inspired. And, and then we had these tableaus that were more like Russian and more um, Eastern Euro European. But then there's not been a lot of uh, exploration in, in, in this beautiful big continent of Africa. And then we have South America and we have America and you have all these black people that, that are, 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 are celebrating their culture and, and, and their hairstyles and their fashion. And, and I would love to um, showcase that. And uh, again, this will might be a introduction to for some people for, for you know to to reimagine what beauty is and and how interesting different hair styles and techniques are and, and different fabrics you know you know how they use the African fabrics how they use them or very European fabrics how they use them in a more more. Uh, you know, more in a different technique, different styles. And mm. I think it's, um, I think this is the perfect place to showcase and celebrate that. Um, mm. And I'm really excited for that. And I think we just need to, we need to just open up our eyes, open up our minds and our hearts to everything that the world has to offer. Um, instead of limiting it to this, mm. this, small narrow picture of these very skinny like in the modeling world it's the same as the dance world it's 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 it's, it's very very similar there's this very skinny boring um <laughs> yeah it's just it's it's it, it could be so so much more exciting and i think that uh, it's time for that when you i think as we were first talking about 
black girl beauty. I was picturing hair because like read like how when slaves are brought here, how they cut their hair. Mm -hmm. It's a way it was a way to dehuman and like how hair in Africa. I went to Uganda and they mostly the girls had short. Yeah. And they're like, I was the whole time stunned at how beautiful the men too were so beautiful. I kept going, oh my gosh. And that's with no hair, but also like how, when it's adorned, like it's royalty, it's like yes. a statement. Yes. Um, a friend of mine who's black did a, uh, she directed a, a play here and it was called Crowns. And it was talking like, even Ooh. within the church culture, how women would adorn their hair. So oh. to take that away. And then I, I did an interview with, um, oh my gosh, my brain. Okay. It's really sad. She went to Papua New Guinea. Like I'm losing my, and I, my brain too, like memory. She's yeah, in your cast, Papua New Guinea. Oh, she, but she was talking about how in, in Papua New Guinea, the men were the feathers yeah. and the women don't. So then you go to Cabaret, the women, the women were, but I'm thinking like if black women wore their hair in their full adornment and that regal look, but to put it under skull cap and then put feathers or those of yeah. us who have wimpy hair, we have to add all this extra to have this royalty above us. Like what if yeah. I got all excited just picturing black women with their hair on yeah. full display instead of under yes. under a cap that is feathers which is kind of impersonating hair like what if it's but, just but, a beautiful hair that's that's showing absolutely. instead of but taking even, away but, from it? but even having conversations with with black girls in the cabaret world they don't even want to feature their hair because they have this trauma and the stigma of curly hair my hair is not beautiful black hair is not beautiful i don't want to because there is for instance, in the Lido, there's a tableau. Well, actually, in Paradis Latin as well, um, Moulin as well, you have moments where, you, where the girls have their natural hair. And the girls choose to, even if they are allowed to have their hair out, this beautiful, there's a beautiful girl. I'm not going to name names. But there's this beautiful girl, the Lido, beautiful, beautiful mane curly hair and I always asked her from the day like day one when I saw her and I was like oh, why are you not why don't you have your hair out in one of the tableaus you could because you are a you're a soloist you can show off you your beauty your, your hair show it off and she's like no that's not cabaret that's not cabaret and we uh, I, I put it in a bun or in a braid or I put it back because uh, that's not cabaret and I was like well that's not really true I I, I, I have seen I've seen curly hair or featured no but this is not what this cabaret is about and she's very stern and very in her beliefs this was not the beauty standard of cabaret and and I think that this is also something that needs to be talked about and and also direction needs to have conversation with the diverse dancers of what how do you want to represent yourself and I want to make sure you feel comfortable the way you want to represent yourself because this is what we very, are very very adamant in 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 our photo shoot in our photo previous photo shoot and our our, our next photo shoot and um the video we made um we asked the artist what do you want mm. because we have a concept we have an idea we I'm a visionary I love I'm so excited I we have so many plans in the future of creating a whole cabaret um but in the end of the day, who are you? And what do you want to, how do you want to represent yourself? And, and what would you like to see? If you were a young kid, what would you want to see on stage? So we're not going to say you are going to wear this and you're going to do this. It's an, you, are, you have a seat on the table. You have a, you have a say, 
We want to amplify your voice and we want to hear what you have to say, hear your opinion. If you're not comfortable with something, we're not going to put you in that costume or put you in or, or have your hair in a certain way because you are important. Your mm. opinion is important to us. And I think that it's very, it's something that we need to start thinking about in the in the art of dancing in the world the professional world where we have these conversations of it's not like oh you're you're signed under this contract you're hired so you need to now do everything that we we want you're going to be online we're all gonna because this is the problem it's the ensemble problem of everyone needs to look the same everyone is going to have a high ponytail everyone is going to have the same makeup and everyone is going to be the same why Mm. Like, what is the message that you're trying to say is it is it that you're trying to say well we're all the same we are all human beings and we're all the same it's true we're all flesh and blood but let's celebrate our differences let's celebrate our ethnicity our heritage our individuality no matter what i what i will do when you put me next to five other boys or 60 other boys, Christopher is Christopher. I know mm. that I will stand out in maybe for the wrong reasons or the right reasons. I don't know, but I am who I am and I know who I am and I want to celebrate who I am. So I don't think that I could ever be in a line and look the same. Even when I look, when I have two um, dark skinned boys next to me, I, I've been, I've studied at Elvin Ailey um you're 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 individuals you're different maybe you have the same same skin color but again our skin tones are always very different first of all and then your presence on stage who you are as an as a performer is just so important and why would you hide that and say all make same makeup and all the mm, 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 and we're going to be robots and we're going to dance well it, it has to be a, a synchronized ballet so everyone is going to dance synchronize the same but what is your individual individuality what do you give to the cabaret to the show that no one else can mm. that is you <sighs> and that's so important like we need to celebrate that and um and i think that uh it would be really interesting to have these these conversations with the artists having these open conversations and saying who are you why are you on this stage and what is your story and what do you want to say what would you want to tell you have this story to tell this is the ballet you have this story and we're telling this story but don't forget that you are uniquely you and we want you because of your uniqueness oh. so don't oh hide God. that be you be yourself <sighs> and um and celebrate that and i think Listen, that we all, we have i always have like 12 ways my head goes with this um, one of them is I'm really excited for what could happen with, with cabaret that maybe there is more, but also I love the fact that you would have a cabaret that is intentionally very diverse. Like I would love to see the Lido, all these with a little, with more diversity. It may be, it may take longer than we want, but I would love to go specifically to your cabaret to see that diversity in its full, not like here's one more and one more. I would love to mm -hmm. see it. In that's that's what we know we're coming to see and celebrating. Yeah. Intention like this is existing. So my um going back to your first interview, 
that you actually went out to studios and found these great dancers and got them to audition and they either didn't get the job or they didn't stay. So the work on that end of even to, I want to say entice, it sounds like you're kind of manipulating, but how to get them even interested and to maybe there's a lot of hurdles of, of assumptions or I'm not the standard of beauty or if it's, but like that, that bridge that way to reach these dancers who are great that they either think I'm going to be maybe an Alvin Ailey, like maybe the one black rocket. I know that rockets yeah. is getting more diverse too, but yeah. you you're to like, even get them to want to pursue because when you're young, you're already kind of starting those dreams. You're already starting your assumptions. Yes. Like the, the artists coming up of color, like the, what they need to hear. Cause to say you're welcome inside, you're going, not really. I mean, yeah. everybody kind of knows, like we can say things and they go, it hasn't changed. So why would I really think I have a, a, a reason to actually put all my energy to get ready for this when I kind of already think I know where it's going to go. Exactly. And but I think this is especially now my main focus because I realized that I was doing the scouting. I was going to the artist. I was going to the artist and say, you should audition for this cabaret because I think that you are perfect. You have something to say. You have something special and, 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 and go for it. Please give it a try. But then I realized that Let's, let's take use a reference in cooking. I can get all my ingredients in the grocery store or a market and I have all of these amazing fruit or vegetable and vegetables and, and, and I could make this incredible meal, right? But if I don't prepare my stove, my kitchen, my tools in order to create this dish, the fruit and vegetables, the food <laughs> is great but my kitchen wasn't ready. So what it is, it's gonna take a long time for me to maybe, uh, maybe the, the, the dishes are all used and they're all dirty. So I need to clean them first. So it's gonna take more time. That doesn't mean that I can make this amazing meal. I will make it in the end, but I need, I need to do the dishes first, clean my stove, is my stove working? My stove is working. Let's chop the vegetables. So all my tools, can I, can I use everything? Then I put it in the pan. So I was very eager and I got all the vegetables and the fruits and I was like, okay, I'm going to take them to the cabaret and come on and do an addition. But I wasn't, what I, what I didn't do yet was preparing the kitchen. And this is what we do now. We're preparing the kitchen because when those artists come into the addition in the kitchen, when you have your vegetables, they need to feel welcomed. They need to feel that they have a chance diversifying the panel. When you enter an addition and there is a white panel in front of you, you look around you in an addition, there are only white dancers, you feel a certain way. Some mm -hmm. dancers, I, I was this dancer, I thought I didn't see color and, and said, you know what, it doesn't matter. I'm a dancer, we're all dancers, and I'm gonna go for this job. And I don't care, even if I'm the first person of color, I'm going to do this decision, I'm gonna have fun. But I realized that some people are way more timid and, and are, are way more insecure. So they get into this edition and unconsciously or consciously, they realize I'm the only one and they shrink. They start mm. shrinking. And they're not shy. They're not letting their star shine. And this is when you actually don't give your, 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 you're not showing your potential. You have, you have this, 
this star that is, you know, you are the star and you're shining so bright, but society is dimming your spark. This is just, the, this is the reality. And, 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 and uh, then you get to this point where you actually have to shine brighter than everyone else. But yeah. because of circumstances, you shine less. So your chances of actually getting the job is less. So we need to change that. And this is why we started talking with the, the cabarets and say, are you aware of the lack of diversity and what are you willing to do about, about it? So we need to change things. Having conversations with the Rockettes, the, the alumni of color, um, these ladies are incredible. Um, and they've also had these conversations of like, how can we change that addition process? Because this is where it really, where the problem really is. Mm. The addition process, the scouting, the getting the talent in the door. There needs, there, you need to have a, a bigger effort. There needs to be more effort in actually looking for the talent, searching for the talent. Because when you search for the talent and when you, you have the talent in your audition. And then when you give them the opportunity to be on the stages, it's going to encourage the next generation to have yeah. more. It is, you need to do the hard work. Mm-hmm. It is like planting your, your seeds in the garden. The first time you need to make sure the soil, soil is, 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 is fruitful. And there is a lot of hard work that you have to do before you can plant your tomatoes and you have your beautiful tomatoes. Your first, you know, your, your first time you're going to try, it's not going to be as, as great as the next time and the next time, next time. So this is what we're doing. We're, we're, we're building the foundation now. And um, I must say, um, if we're focusing on Lido, we're talking about Lido earlier. We have a, an ally in direction now. We have a new um, um, assistant director, ballet mister in the Lido. I'm very, very excited about it. He is a big ally of us and he's work, he, uh, we work with him and with Cabaret Diversity. We had these conversations. He's doing a lot of research and he's all on board. He wants to see more diversity in, in uh, the world of Cabaret. So this is very exciting for the Lido. Um, can we I, say I, his name? We can say his name, right? We can see his name. Uh, we can say his name, Jeremy. Um, <sighs> I was so excited when I saw that. I mean, because I know I've heard he's connected with you guys. I'm watching what's happening with Rivarte. There is the imagining the future. He knows his history. I always refer to him oh. in every other episode is that he knows more of his history than all a lot of us all that of, were a yeah. part of it. He knows yes. the forward and he also or he can see the future, but he also goes back. So he I when I saw that, I'm like, perfect. And that's what it's like oh. you those people in within where those decisions are made or who's the face yeah. they're going to see when they audition. Anyway, sorry, I got, I got like all, I did a happy no, dance that nobody can see when I heard it. Was I'm bad. so excited. And I got goosebumps when I found out um, I have been a big fan of Jeremy uh, since from day one. It is literally, if there is a person with so much heart, passion, dedication, love um, for this company and the world of cabaret, this guy is is a historian he's literally yeah. he he has so many books on, on on cabaret and if you ask him a question about a show about a dancer an artist a singer he knows and if he doesn't know or he forgot he can look it up and say this is where it is and he, he can tell you 
He is he is such an incredible human being. Um, he's an, a great a great artist, an amazing dancer, and on top of that, he is he is a, a great leader. Um, and and I'm so excited for for what he's going to bring to the company. I think it's uh, it is going to be magnificent. He has a, he has a he's a visionary. He has this mm. this picture of of what the future of cabaret could look like. And uh, his company um, with Simone Cristoforo and uh, Clément, I've got his last name. Uh, they are just doing such incredible work. Um, so I'm really excited for that. And um, I think we're going into the right direction, and uh, this is this is definitely part of our our plan of of of, of planting those seeds and the panel and 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 uh, direction needs to change in certain cabarets in order to achieve the goals that we're going for. Um, and I think with with him as an ally, we're definitely gonna be a step closer to more diversity and inclusion mm. in the world of cabaret. Well, sometimes not all cabaret, you know, cabarets or studios or theaters are are getting it at first. But if you have one brave one to start it, yes. it helps people see what they didn't know they needed to see and go, oh, I want more. It kind of helps embolden who's maybe kind of hesitant. But that bold one that starts it, because I doubt anything, all four or the five cabarets are going to hit it at the same time. Or I'm mm. watching what's happening in Washington. Some of the theaters are changing and then the other ones go. Oh, because they just a lot of us just can't imagine until someone shows mm -hmm. us the picture. Mm -hmm. So whoever leads that and you've got such great people within where you are. I have, a, I have so many questions. <laughs> do, you know, do you have a timeline of when your own cabaret would happen? I'm planning uh, my trip to, to Paris and I would actually plan it around that. So I can oh, come my, oh my. Well, this is it's still all in the making and we're all it, it's 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 hard because we're theaters are not quite open yet opening yeah. yet and then the theaters are going to open in September we, we got a date September we're going to open so we need to be very strategic about it because we me and Hillary the co-founder we are going to be on stage as well um yeah. when we when we, we did our first photo shoot and our first uh, video we have realize how much work it is um yeah. how much work it is you you are so consumed by organizing and planning because we're just it's just us two and then we have all of our incredible collaborators that work with us uh, we wouldn't be able to do it without them but um there is the dream is to do it this year to actually um we're in we're talking with a theater right now um to make it all happen but I will have to, I can, I can give you more information when I am more sure, because uh, with these things, it's always a bit hard because last minute or things can always change, but it would be, we have the artists we're working with now that are all on board and they are available. So again, it would be perfect if it was actually a little bit before September, a little bit before um things open up because all, like mo we have a, a big group of our artists that we're going to be working with and we're working with but now they are on stage they are performing on the stages of the big cabarets so when they're we're all going to reopen those artists are not going to be able to to do the shows so we actually want to include this 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 is very important for us for us we want to include current stars 
the next generation and the previous generation. So we want to have some cameos and we want to have some, some, um, some artists that have been uh, leading uh, stars in the world of cabaret and we want to have them featured in some sort of way where we're writing. Um, I, I've been heavily uh, um, uh, involved in the writing of the whole concept and the, and the whole cabaret. Um, so this is our, the, the division. So we want to do that. But then the big chunk of the artists, the current stars, they are going to be on stage. Um, so it, uh, when would this cabaret take place? Will it then be during the day? And are these artists then in, at night, are they going to be able to perform? It's a bit hard. So it would yeah. be perfect if it was in the evening time, um, if the theaters are open, um, if we could have an, a, 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 yeah, a large number, not necessarily a big, a large number, but some, uh, yeah, at least a uh, hundred or more, hopefully. Um, audience members um so we are it's it's a tough it's a tough a tough yeah. thing um are you thinking like a short contract like a a short run or like yeah, a long a short, like okay. a short yeah a short a short run uh it will be our first we cannot say full length it's going to be a um uh like how do you call that like a tableau like short tableaus yeah. so it's very much a structure of a cabaret short tableaus, um, but the tableaus are gonna be shorter than a full length. It's not gonna be an, an, an evening full uh, a show, unfortunately. Right. Um, but we wanna, we wanna keep it like a teaser kind of thing. Like we're gonna give you a little bit of everything. We're gonna take you on a journey. It's a story, uh, but it's just shorter. Um, and I, it, I think it's gonna be really incredible, um, but it, it, it takes a lot of work. We're already working uh, some months on it now. So it's gonna, to perfect it and make sure because it's our first, it will be our first show. So it needs to be good. Yeah, so we, don't yeah. rush, we don't wanna rush into things either, but everyone is so excited and so on board and everyone is so, we're, we're, we're gonna be working with um, vocal artists, with, uh, with dancers, artists from all different genres. Um, cameos it's going to be really really incredible and really fun so um yeah we want to create original music it's going it, it's going to be quite quite something so we want it to be good so we cannot rush we cannot rush it <laughs> I'll, I'll make several trips i'm like my, my thing of getting through covid is i'm gonna i have two places i want to travel i don't care about other things that everybody else is like i don't want to go in a bar i don't care about parties yeah. i just want to go to paris and i want to go yeah. so that's like my my carrot at the end is like when this is over you get to do this there's something to like i have a i probably mentioned it too many times because it was such a heartbreak to get i was doing a parisian cabaret here for seattle and i had to have the yeah. right theater and there's yeah. a ballroom that's like iconic and i i go it has to be here because i want the round tables i want people to get dressed i don't want to have it in the school where you're all facing yeah. forward, but it's hard. It's like there's theaters I want to use, but the imagination is lacking. And so yeah. what I want to do is when we get the first ones, you now have video, you have a snippet yeah. to show people that go, I don't get it. And you go here, here's yeah. something of like a, yeah. a, a highlights thing, because when they see it in the theater, they see the diversity, they see the newness. It might inspire people more than when you're trying to tell them. Yes. And so that's, a, that's a, even if it runs short, you've got this wonderful tool of excitement. You've got something yes. to show and the, the access that you have to all this talent and costumes. Like when I see Orvarte's made, I'm like, 
okay, this is like top quality, beautiful. And to see that in the Kalon promo at the beginning with those girls, I'm like, this ups the game. Like, this isn't like we sewed some feathers together. Exactly. Uh, This is like, yeah, that's what I think you have access to some of the most incredible artists right around you, which is, you know, that's, so I, we do always have a hard time with this winding it down. Um, I would like to know about you this year. Cause I just know like having a pause, having time to process because there is a thing of being busy and creating, but also the time to reflect. And I don't, I think yeah. a lot of us have benefited to go, why was I doing what I was doing or what mm. I really want to do or deal with our own trauma of why we kind of go towards things. And so for you, Christopher, without, all the wonderful things you're doing, how is, I mean, this all included, like for me doing the podcast was more than the podcast. I've understood more about myself Mm. from doing it that I would not have known if it wasn't for COVID, if it wasn't for talking to all of you guys, my own healing has come out of this in a way that I am surprised. I would not have said, I know what's going to help heal my trauma from being a topless showgirl doing a podcast. It's just interesting of the surprises when we have time to pause and we see the world a little bit different when we could kind of step off the crazy merry-go-round for a little bit and go, whoa, how has, how has that been for you? So as I mentioned before, I had a very tough time um, because during COVID and because of COVID and uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, I definitely must say that I have a different view on life. I was this very um animative uh, I think very animative I love Disney still love Disney that's never gonna change um <laughs> but I was I was very I was living this I believe I was living this very fairy tale life and um I was I was hoping and dreaming of this fairy tale ending where now I am way more I think I'm way more realistic not pessimistic still optimistic but uh, more realistic and um, in the fact that I'm more aware of what is going on around me Mm. and that everyone is different and um, that we're all dealing with our trauma in a different way. Um, Mm. So first, before COVID, I was this person of like, I want to have a wonderful career. I want to dance. I want to express myself. This was literally the only way I knew how to express myself because as I, as I spoke about in before, um, I'm dyslexic and I found dance, discovered dance. And I, and I realized that this was the way to communicate with the world on a different way, on different, in a different way than I could with words. It was, an outlet I could finally communicate how I was feeling my emotions I could just have them out there I could without words I could literally show people how I felt and and what I envisioned and wanted in life and um it took me on this journey and and it it took me I've been so privileged to be in these places uh where I was accepted and understood to, 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 to a certain level. Um, but I could definitely explore and, and, and figure out who I was and who I wanted to be, but I forgot to look back at 
my family and my community because I was very focused on the dance world and the dance community um, mm. where there are not that many of that look like me. Um, but it didn't matter because I was like, this is my lane. And mm. now I opened it up. I'm also a little bit older now. I'm 31 and I opened it up and I realized that to be a full artist, you cannot just be, have this like dark, this tunnel, this tunnel vision. So I opened up my mind and um, my, yeah, my vision of what do I really want to do in life? Who, who am I? Who do I want to be? Um, and this is definitely how Cover Diversity came about. Uh, but I also did this really incredible interview with Dancers Amplified and I... Um, had a, a takeover day where I showed the audience uh, on their platform what I was doing on a daily basis. And this also made me realize that I was living a very cool life. <laughs> All of a sudden, I, I, I left Holland in April, end of March, beginning of April, um, what was the toughest part to really like face my, uh, my fears, my, my, my darkest fears, basically, because it was always the fear of not being successful enough, going back to Holland and being back in Holland and not being able to do anything. Because mm. when you are abroad, I've been living in America and England and France, um, you, your life is abroad. And then you go back to Holland and you go back to your country where you're from and then all of a sudden you don't have that community you don't have the you, the network you don't have anything really to continue your 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 work and your life and your 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 hard work your life work um because you don't you don't have these connections with those people um so it was knocking on a lot of doors and coming to the conclusion that my life wasn't there. My family's mm. there, but mm. my life was, it, it's not there. Um, and so when I finally was at peace, I did a lot of, um, yeah, working on me, um, research, uh, studying, um, and, and, and discovering this new side of me. And then I said, okay, it's enough. This is, I've done everything I wanted to do here. I reconnected with old friends. I made new friends. I saw my family. I had the most amazing time with my family um, and my relatives. And then I said, okay, I have my goal. I know what I want to do. I, I need to go back. I need to go back to France. I need to go back to Paris. And I need to start focusing on the new me and my new journey. And this is when things really started. I, I didn't stop. It, I literally arrived in Paris and I have been on the move and on the go emotionally, physically. Mm. I've been taking dance classes um, because studios are open here. Um, I used to only take ballet classes, sometimes jazz classes. Now I've been taking a lot of modern classes. I've been taking jazz classes, ballet. Um, and... Literally today, funny enough, 
today I was doing this uh, modern jazz class with this lady, um, Julie Lawrence uh, and uh, Julie Lopez. And I smiled, I smiled so big and I, and I was dancing my heart out and I, and I realized <sighs> this is why I dance. This is why I live. This is what I seek for every oh. single day in my life. This is why I live. It's dance. It's still, it's, it's never, it's never been anything else. You know, my focus is more on, on inspiring, hopefully, and, and supporting and nourishing the next generation. But I realized that there's still so much in me that needs to dance and needs to, needs to, ooh, I, I, I love dance. Dance is who I am. Yes. It's a lifestyle. It's not just, I questioned that. I questioned that actually when I was in Holland, I, I was asking myself, I, I always said, dance is who I am. I am not, this is, if you say who is Christopher Renfrum, I am a dancer. That's, that's part of me. I, it's like breeding. It's like breeding to me like I need to dance in order to live and I realized because I was doing in Holland I was doing a lot of like home workouts in, in this garden and I was doing a lot of um workouts and gym and workouts and then I was asking asking myself creating my the company with Hillary I was asking myself you know is dance still really what makes me happy or is it is it now slowly going more towards nourishing the mm. next generation? But I discovered again, rediscovered that the dance is, it is truly what makes me happy. Mm. So that was well, that could make you a great mentor too, that you're still in that world and mm. that you're still passionate. Because sometimes when people leave it because of injury or age, you can almost be a little jaded towards it. And so when you're trying to inspire, but you have your own sadness or anger towards their ending yeah. or why you chose yeah. it like I think it just it's really fun to see someone mentoring people who are still passionately in the thing they're mentoring them in yeah. I remember the name I was uh, Julie Bruyere when I was talking yeah. about the feathers and yeah and the Guinea because her yeah. her episode's coming up but we talked about pause like when you're take a break like yeah. either your body says take a break or COVID says take a break that sometimes you go oh, I was taking for granted this thing that I love mm. or it actually really is me or like, I don't really think I want to do that anymore. Like without a break, we don't really assess or Thanks. to go, oh, I'm even more passionate. Like I had, I posted last, I was so excited. I had my first full class after, with COVID because we've had five people and then we were locked down. And then yeah. I've been doing so much of the administration because it's my studio. So before yeah. I teach, I'm taking temperatures, I'm checking people and I have a rush back because we don't have a desk person teach. So I feel like I hadn't really entered in fully as a teacher in dance because it's been like we have to keep the studio alive and why am I keeping keeping it alive if I don't get to teach because it's always it's not about owning a studio it's about the whole thing of dance so yeah. last night I had that feeling I'm like this is why I do what I do and I actually got to sink into feeling myself dance as a dancer but also as a teacher and feeling like I think that break was really hard to go what if this is not my life anymore yes. but then when it comes back like we have this appreciation Mm. of like we don't know how long we get to do it like if you you know what other jobs people can do it till they're 70 we know yeah it may change and you may dance less but i i feel like that pause has been a gift of going oh. 
Absolutely. I appreciate it. And I like, I want to invite more people to, and to have the joy that I have in it instead of like, I'm in my lane. Like, I love how you said expanding your lane. You can still yeah. be going forward. You just yeah. make more room on both sides of you and behind you and who's in front yeah. of you. Oh, I love that. I, uh, there's, this is so cheesy, but when, you, when I think about the oil and water, but I also think of when people say, is you, are you a uh, glass, glass half full or half empty, you know, oh, the yeah. glass. And I always like, there's a one answer. And I went, Oh, it's both. And yeah. I think when I've lived with that, like you have to always be positive. Like even in Disney, the mom always yeah. dies in a Disney movie. There's always like a, a tragedy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but when we live like, like, Oh yeah, I can hold both. Like the glass is both maybe more it's on the full side or it's on the empty, but it always will come back to both. And you know, unless you yeah. <laughs> dump all your water out, but it's just like a silly analogy, but I love hearing that you like the holding both because if you are like life, is just wonderful, beautiful. You don't, you ex- you expand your compassion when you see it's both yes. and people like the acknowledgement that people don't come in or they do come in with all these preconceived things because of their own trauma because yeah. life has been both and hard yeah. so you don't yeah. have to say oh just dismiss that it's all happy it's like the the beauty of how you explain this is there's room for both there's a lot of work we're not there nope and the vision is beautiful but if you don't acknowledge that it's not easy for like, just come in and audition. Like it's easy. Yeah. And like it was, e- yeah, it was easy for me. It's like, no, it was actually kind of hard for me when I actually look yeah. at it. So I, lo- I love that. Cause I, you are such a deep person. You're glad you have oh, just a big, you have a big, big glass of him. <laughs> <laughs> I have a big tall glass. <laughs> um, yeah, no, absolutely. I think um, I, I discovered a lot about myself in this year, what I'm very, very grateful for. The, 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 the break of a year, oh my gosh, it's a year, um, was very, I'm very grateful for it because I truly um, have discovered new talents. I mean, I always knew that I, people have told me I'm a good teacher. I, mm, I'm very nervous about teaching because I believe that you know, you, you, you know <laughs> teaching is such a gift. Teaching is such a, it needs to be your passion because you actually have the responsibility of giving this person or these people an introduction to a, a gateway. You're, you're literally offering your hands, taking the hands and saying, I'm gonna lead you across the road and everything is gonna be fine. And, and of course, during, you know, when you cr- cross the, the street, anything can happen. Even when, <laughs> you're so, when you're so sure of like, okay, it's gonna be fine. You know, little old grandma or, or old lady, we, we, you know, you trust me, we're gonna make it. Anything can happen. So you, you cannot have this mindset of like, oh, now I have this responsibility and now I have to be the most amazing teacher in the world. Um, but, I do have this very, this, 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 this big, yeah, I feel this big responsibility. I did have the opportunity to teach privately in Holland and I'm teaching now um, and coaching now in Holland. I am in, in, sorry, in Paris. What is really, really fun. I'm doing uh, coaching this gentleman who um, is, uh, is, is, is getting his teaching degree and they need to do a solo, a jazz solo. So 
you know, I was immediately like, oh, a jazz solo. Well, I, I can do that. I can do that. <laughs> so I've been coaching him and working with him. What is really, really fun. I've been also teaching that jazz um, to uh, this uh, artist, a female dancer. Um, what is really, really fun. So I, I, I'm like, exploring this um, and working on that. I mean, chore I'm choreographing. I've always loved to choreograph and now I finally get the opportunity to do it again. Um, I'm sewing again. I have made, <laughs> um, yeah, I made three dresses for the photo shoot and, and leotards, like bodies. Mm -hmm. um, and I had to like bedazzle them, put all rhinestones on them for the first time. That was a lot of work. Um, loved it. So I've been exploring, I've been making headpieces and uh, jewelry and um, it's, it's been, it's been a great year. Actually, if I, if I look back, I am, um, yeah, I'm learning so much about myself and I have the feeling I, I actually, after hopefully after COVID, I will have all of these new skills or these skills that I already had, but I just got the opportunity to actually really work on them again. Um, so yeah, and then I am studying French again because that is really important. Um, I, 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 oof, this language is just so incredibly hard. So um, yeah, so I've been doing a lot and I think I feel so much better in my own skin. Even before COVID, I think there was so much that I wasn't quite allowing myself to dive in. Uh, two, I've had this very positive mindset, what you said, like, you know, very Disney outlook, but actually when you, I love to watch these um, uh, analyzing videos of uh, all these hidden Easter eggs and the actual the underlying message of those Disney stories and the new Disney stories, if we're talking about it, um, self-love, self-acceptance, um, because in this vision of a Disney movie is always, well, the princess ends up with a prince and it's happily ever after. And then when I had these conversations with people, they always said like, well, oh, this, you know, this is not really reality and this is not really, not really possible. Um, but now having movies where the princesses don't necessarily end up with a prince and they actually advocate self-love and um, you can be very, very happy, uh, not necessarily being alone, but being happy with yourself and loving yourself um what is really really an important message and i think that is a little bit of what we talked about what you said as well earlier of like that the glass half full and half empty of really giving yourself the full scope of your own identity and your own uh reality um and your own happiness because it is mm. all the ups and the downs and because you have this very steep like low like low point in your life you can appreciate the highs even more instead of yeah. everything going up 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 then you know and you just come complain become complacent and then you're just like oh well this is normal to me now i mean i have uh this this a croissant and uh eggs and uh if you if you like meat bacon and all this extravaganza meal breakfast you have this every morning well then it just becomes like oh well mm, yeah whatever I just have this meal every morning <laughs> it's fine 
But actually, if you also realize, if you have one day you don't have the money actually to afford like a croissant, a pot au chocolat, and, and all the eggs and, every, and, and, and everything, and a glass of, a glass of uh, jus d'orange and, 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 and a coffee, you realize that actually I should be very appreciative of, of this very amazing breakfast every morning. <laughs> some people don't have that. They don't have the money to afford that. Yeah. They just have some porridge or they just have a, a, a piece of toast. You know, you, you realize that what you have is so valuable and is is um, something to be grateful for. And um, mm. and I realized that this year, absolutely. Mm. I'm very grateful for everything I have and also the struggles, right? Because I had this conversation with somebody, um, I think it was at the photo shoot. I said to this girl, I, I told this girl, we need to be so grateful for our bullies for all the people that told us that we're not going to be able to achieve our goals and our dreams, all the teachers that told us, Oh, you're not good enough. And you're not, you're, you know, you're, you don't have the right body. You don't have this, you don't have that. Because of them, we got where we are because we fought and we proved them wrong. Yeah. We proved them wrong. And we told, we, 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 we proved ourselves wrong as well because you start to believe it you start mm. to believe all of the negativity you start to believe it's just gonna get uh, everything that gets in not necessarily everything goes out like it is something that you know it would be wonderful if you just one ear in one when one ear out but it is a process you when you eat something it needs to process your body actually takes all the good things and the bad things go mm. out. But with here, it's a bit more difficult. Sometimes the bad things get stuck and the good things actually get out. You, you, you forget <laughs> about the good things and you're just like, oh, whatever. And the bad things you just get stuck and stuck and it just manifests and gets, gets all, um, it, it all gets blurry. So um, we need to be grateful. I, want, I am very grateful for, for uh, the non-believers, uh, the doubters. And, uh, and, and, and I think like, you know, you actually were part of my success because of, because of them, I, I fought harder. Um, so yeah, I'm very grateful for mm. this year as well, being, being that this year was actually very hard, tough and, uh, and uh, I have learned so much about myself, about the world, about history, about the past. Um, and uh, I'm just looking forward to a future that will change. Mm. It does feel more possible now than has seemed a couple years ago. Like, I feel like we get this piece of hope and then something happens. It feels like, oh, no, it's possible. Because I feel like there's the more, the more that things go forward, the more resistance mm -hmm which yes. is meant to say, give up, it's not going to happen. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I just had a, a Facebook thing come through all the time. Oh. A messenger. Um, so how, where can people find you? Uh, it's like Cabaret Diversity Network. Yes. And where, what are all your handles so people can pay, pay attention? And like, oh gosh, sorry, it's coming through again. Okay, sorry. Um, so, it's okay. So um, they can find us on Cover Diversity Network on Instagram and Facebook. We have our website that is launched www.coverdiversity.com. And then my personal account is Christopher Renfrew on Instagram and Facebook. 
And um, yeah, I am just so looking forward to share um, everything that we're doing and uh, me, my personal life and Cabaret Diversity on our platforms. And um, yeah, I hope to see I want to get this there. dancers not like even in our hip hop community in Seattle, that the Cabaret actually is part of their story too. As Absolutely. opposed to like, just this is separate. So I, that's a part I want to share. Like, check out what's happening. Like, look what's happening. There's a movement happening that's bringing people along and not like the lane thing, like expanded lane. So I'm, my well, plan is to come... But absolutely, because I think that the, the, that's what we're trying to um, advocate, especially on our platform, is we have to realize that cabaret is so inclusive. Dancers from the hip-hop world have entered the cabaret world. They, in the 90s, especially the 80s, 90s, think about Billy Goodson, is he choreographed and danced in... Uh, Billy in in um, Bat, um, Billy Jean, I think as well. Like he was, he was, he he's was, in Beat It. Beat It. That's what it was. Yes, that's yeah, was. Beat It. Yeah, and 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 he was, he is coming from this this uh, club scene, and he's coming from you know, and he choreographed the longest running Moulin Rouge show right now, still on the stages. So we 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 need to realize that. Cabaret is featuring circus artists, ballet artists, contemporary, hip hop, um, comedians, um, singers. I mean, it's so diverse. There is just so much, there is something for everyone. So of all the entertainment and all the art forms, Cabaret is the one that is probably most likely the most inclusive that has been featured artists from all different genres. So I would definitely encourage everyone to, to, to have a look uh, on, our, on our page and um, send us a message. If you have any questions, don't mm -hmm. hesitate um, to ask us. And um, we love to answer questions and to feature artists uh, and, and, giving them a voice because we want to hear your story. We want to hear all of these different stories from all over the world. Um, and who knows, hopefully one day we can actually work with everyone because in the long run, we want to be going to different countries um, and mm. actually give back to the community, build a community. We have this dream of, of going to, to, to America, North of America, South of America, India, I mean, India is definitely, Brazil, India is definitely uh, two countries that we're, that we're really, really uh, hoping to get the opportunity to work there, work with studios there. We have great connections with studios there and dance schools to actually go there, have conversations and, and give them a little taste of French cabaret and hopefully inviting them to come back, uh, to come to Paris and to showcase their talent. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's so exciting. That's so encouraging. I am now that Paris, the shows are opening and now it's mm -hmm. I'm vaccinated and they say, if you're vaccinated, they'll let you in to the, mm -hmm. I think EU in general, I'm mm -hmm. planning. And I have the bluebell that, that I met at, in Paris on the Lido stage for the dance class that we had. 
she yeah. was in Seattle. So we got together and I said, I wanted to go. She goes, I'm a flight attendant. And I'm like, do you want to come with me? Cause it's so much more fun to see the show with another dancer than yeah. by yourself or with someone who doesn't get it. Like, no, that's what I used to do. So I'm, I'm waiting for you guys to kind of get the show up and going, figure out my, how the fall is going to go. But I'm so excited to come see the show and to see you guys in person and just oh. that each person like really does have their unique story because it is kind of can feel homogenized like which where's that one girl because she looks like the other girl yeah, but yeah. because I've seen you know their face without the makeup and I've heard their story it just feels so much so much more personal that I'm so looking forward to seeing you guys all. and then I'm gonna go see all the shows because I saw the Mulan and I saw Lido but I haven't seen Crazy Horse and I, and I don't know if Nouvelle, Nouvelle, Nouvelle. Nouvelle. is that still yeah, happening Nouvelle. too? And yeah, then the, what's the other Paris? De, de, what's the other one? Paris I need to go to all of them and I need to go to Strasbourg. Yeah. I'm just going to do a cabaret tour and eat all, all the good food well, in Paris. This is again, something that we're also working on. I mean, oh, we're working on so many things. Well, this is still like very fresh and very new. We want to do cabaret tours. <gasps> yeah. Cabaret Diversity Network wants to do cabaret tours. So we want to take you to different cabarets you can obviously not go out and i doubt it that somebody wants to go to all the cabarets but you know i do you do <laughs> it would be just it would be what especially what you're saying as well it's like it's so nice to actually go with other people and to actually go with dancers we were we're, we're partnering up with a company that is doing tours to actually build this world that you have this relationship that you have that you meet your your company your group that you actually can build a bond and you, we take you to all different cabarets and different spots and different uh, little, um, like Trois Maillets is a very famous, it was a very famous cabaret and they have live music to, to take you to the historical places where tell you a little bit about the history yeah. of, of the cabarets and the shows. Um, you probably know a lot already, but, and then also introduce you to some of the dancers. So actually, before the show, you actually talk to a dancer or two in the show. And then after you will see her or him on stage. What will give you a little a more insight on, mm. on actually the show. Just like, oh, I'm just seeing all of these girls that, and guys that are, look exactly the same. Actually get, take them out of the, 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 break them through the fourth wall. And actually yeah. be like, hey, this is, this is me. I'm from here. Nah, 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 and have a little, a little, little, um, background story um so we're working on a, a lot of things but there is some something that uh is but absolutely let us know when yeah. you are coming to paris we are going you will to hear me coming <laughs> you're gonna get <laughs> the royal treatments i am so excited i'm so excited for that so that's the thing that keeps me going helps me save money help me do all yeah. the things i knew to like we've had quarantine but it's going to be even more magical to get to see things come back alive again nice. and see what, what survived. So Christopher, it, thank it, you it. so, so, so much. This was wonderful. Um, and then I don't know if you want to share some, a few extra pictures, cause you've got your great Alvin Ailey pictures. You've got your cabaret. Yes. If you have anything new, it's just really fun to see people are still creating, still growing, still um, an artist in a new way. I think COVID definitely like has shown us we are capable even more than we had time for or knew so yes bestie please say hi to the rest of the cast and i want to see if someone will record backstage just turn on a recording device and just hear all the commotion backstage so we can share like that opening night energy like when the curtain oh, goes up and hear that stuff and then just because i know there's a lot of us that will be at home going Yay, we, you did it 
Yeah, it would be, it would be quite uh, amazing if we can do a backstage, a live backstage, or we, we have to create, I mean, Lido is working on way more uh, social media content. So hopefully they're going to be doing that. That is definitely um, a, a plan. And I think it's just so exciting to see. But also I have to say, one thing that's very important, I have to say, I think that the Lido and probably other cabarets as well, they are, we're all working on different or modified shows. So it would be quite interesting to see, I'm quite curious to see what all the cabarets are doing. I think that most cabarets are actually going to present something new mm. or something different or something old and new and borrowed kind of thing kind of like kind really of like, I, I am I'm very positive it's not good we're not I don't think we're just going to open our our previous shows I think that we might uh Moulin Rouge is already well is going to rehearse next month and they have all of these months of rehearsing I am pretty sure that they're going to be working i i've been talking with some of the dancers they're all we're not sure but they're all going to be we're going to be working on something we're going to be working lido is definitely going to be working on something i don't know about the other cabaret so it's going to be quite exciting because if we are going to create new cabarets or new shows or at least uh, refreshed something yeah, yeah something yeah. different it's going to be quite interesting i think for all of us and the audience as well, because you want to see something new. I mean, you yeah. want to see the show, but you also want to see something fresh and something exciting. So, oh my gosh. Okay. I'm really, really, really excited. So um, we'll stay in touch. And yes. this was meant to be on the circle back, but I, I really have to put it out there for everybody to hear. So if anyone wants to be a patron, you get extra bonus material. It helps keep the work of Bluebells Forever going. So I feel weird asking. It's like, we're not asking for money, but for production cost Ooh. or support the work. So the patrons get extra, but I just, I get sad because I'm like, I want everybody to hear every interview because there's such good <laughs> things, but this, this needs to be heard by all. So Aww. Okay, I'm actually have to. I want to talk forever. Um, I will see you in person. I've been warning yes. people. I, if you're ready for a hug, oh, I'm ready. I have a lot of energy coming at you. So I'm just like that's what's keeping me going. I get to not just see the show, but I get to see you. So. Yes. Okay. Take care of yourself. Thank you until so we, much. Until we meet in Paris. Yes. Goodbye, Christopher. Bye bye. <laughs>